everybody. Welcome to episode 50. That's right. 50. That's the wrong one. This one. 50 episodes of Tactical Crouch. We made it, of course. I'm Kick Tripod and with Yiska and Volamel. Can't believe we made it. Um, good times. Good 50, 50 episodes. I think September 27th or 28th is our like official one year. Which also means that we really haven't missed any weeks at all. Um, no, so I think we, we missed. We had a double week, I think. think yeah, we I had think a we double week. One, we missed but then we one week. Up. We yeah. also have episode six, <laughs> which may or may not ever be a thing. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so thanks everybody for being here. Uh, before we do get started, though, uh, we had our patron game night last. Uh, Saturday, and it ended up turning up into a little watch party instead because uh, we put Yiska in charge of figuring out the schedule. <laughs> and, True. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, let's do this. We'll play games for two hours, and then finish up the last, uh, and then yeah. start watch the first hour of plans." And it was the exact opposite of that. But we yeah. ended up hanging out. It was a really fun time, had well over 25 um, people show up yeah. for the watch party, which is really cool, had really good conversations, and yeah, so big thank you to our patrons and everybody else who showed up. I hope you all had fun, and of course, if you do like the show, now's the perfect time. September has officially started, so you like don't get in this weird area where you get charged twice, so essentially how Patreon works is... You are charged when you sign up, and then you're charged on the first of the month. So if you want, like, the most out of your perks and you want to support Tactical Crouch, go to patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. Sign up now. Also, starting at 1 p.m. Pacific time, it's September for Twitch, oh. which means that you can get subs, tier one subs, for half off when you <laughs> sub to twitch.tv slash kicktripod. So... Um, Loneyitis, thank you for the new uh, Twitch sub with Twitch Prime sub. Appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so starting at 1 p.m. today through the rest of uh, September, you can get half off Twitch subs. So another great way to support. We're um getting hopefully in the next week to two weeks little audio upgrades for Joe and Yiska should be fun. Other than that, Lee. Oh, it's Lee Leonidas. Leonidas. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's a quick glance. That's why we don't have Twitch chat on the you know? That's not actually <laughs> that bad. That's not that. No, far. it's it's not. It's it's not that far off. But yeah, two great well, we ways to Thank support you. the show. Fifty episodes, fifty weeks of just quality, yeah. quality, quality entertainment. There you go. Happy That's to the happy to cross the milestone with with good and good company. Best company. Best company. Nobody else in the world. <laughs> we're the Nobody we're the best else. ending. They're like, would you rather sit down with Einstein, George Washington, or the boys from Tactical Crouch? 60 2020 Tactical Crouch. Exactly. Without a doubt. I would need to sit down with three George Washingtons to make it worthwhile. That's basically what I'm saying. Yes. All right. Well, not the strongest start to the show. 
but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll finish strong. We'll finish strong. Let's talk about the news this week. Brought to you by our patron producers, Battle Crab, Maid, and Peter Y. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of the show. Again, patreon.com slash tactical crouch. The 2019 Dennis Hoelka Award has been awarded. Last year, Mickey from the Dallas Fuel had won. And this year, uh, it's been awarded to none other than Custa. And yeah, so that's the thing. The the onstage interview was really funny with Uber and Mickey. <laughs> you could tell one was very stage trained, Uber. One was not Mickey. But overall, really cool. They made a really great kind of like mashup or like yeah. a video about why Custa deserves this award. And um, yeah, I think it was really great. Um, big congrats awesome. to hit him. I don't, I don't want to go into like who should have gotten it no. kind of thing because number one, not a productive conversation. Not at all. Number two, uh, I don't know. I think Custa's a great pick. Exactly. Unless they're I like think- Puck wins or something yeah. like that. You're just like, it's like number one, he's not a player. And yeah. number two, have you seen this guy on some of his? No, right? So, um, you know, pretty cool. Any thoughts? No, no. I'm, I'm happy that they they kind of brought it up throughout the season. Like, hey, there's this award for, you know, somebody very pivotal to the scene that ended up passing away very tragically, kind of be on the lookout for it and just kind of remind people that was something that I had a kind of a problem with last season where it just wasn't ever brought up. And now, now it is. And now it's, now it's kind of getting some sort of recognition. I think that's great. So relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you say? What can However, you say? there, there is something that we can argue about and that is the 2019 roll star awards. We did get them all. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind and, me. And uh, Joe and Yiska, you both got votes in this, right? No. I, I did. I did. I got gifted a, a ballot, and my thought process on my votes will be coming out within the next couple of days. So you, you can't give us a little... You can at least give us a little teaser, um, right? When we go through them, I can kind of like yeah, don't yeah don't. Uh, I would say my ballot looks similar. I would say it's very similar, cool. other than some egregious names. Okay, let's let's go through <laughs> them. Them. So first of all, for damage. So for those who aren't familiar, roll stars choose four from each, uh, four players from each roll. So mm. we've got damage first. And that's Corey Ding. Hacksaw and Sinatra. Um, y- Yiska, how's this one look for you? So, okay. Here's the problem, right? I understand that you say, okay, how can you have a roll stars in the GOATS manner? Sure. So, completely discard everything that happened in GOATS, only focus on 222, and then do that. I can also understand, and by the uh, by the wording of the article that was announced. I'm not sure if that was the explicit um, saying what should have been considered in that. And I I don't know if you know this better than I do, Joe, what the official ruling was, if there was a definition of what you should be voting in for. No, it was it was just very simple. Like, here's a list of players. 
vote. On that it. in itself is is a bit of a pity. Like you should have very definitive. Not at least not that I remember. Maybe uh, maybe there was and I just didn't read it, but outlines of what should be considered. And if it is the entire year, then Sinatra, for instance, is a fine choice, right? Mm -hmm. Now, apparently, either people didn't watch Corey in the first three stages <laughs> or considered one of those uh, to be the case and mm -hmm. said, okay, well, all these DPS players were playing either tanks or supports. How can I judge that? I'm judging based on DPS. But the fact that it's such a wide range of, <laughs> I hope that is the reason why it is. Like, come on, guys. Corey was legitimately one of the, the worst Zarya's in the Overwatch League. Like, some of his bubble timings, okay, that might just be to also, um, in terms of communication, I don't know who requests the bubbles. I'm not sure if there is even such a leeway that you want to give, but man, that stuff looks so like off point and you how else are you going to evaluate Zarius if such a fundamental thing so consistently completely shits the bed and then i mean sinatra is okay but dude we did it again to a guy we again this year we did it again to someone who should be considered the best player in the overwatch league and has neither made it onto the mvp voting on the awesome. first or the second and not in the Road Stars, and nobody seems to be considering Rascal whatsoever. Of course, first player in the uh, player impact ratings for one. Certainly, um, I, ca I can understand it more, by the way, that he isn't in the Road Stars thing because a substantial amount of the season was played on first Brigitte, and then he also played Bob Teast, of course, after that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, considering the DPS is a little harder, but like for MVP at least. I thought maybe maybe people see that injustice and maybe make up for that. No, we completely uh, didn't consider this guy. Of course, like everyone's like, well, he will be considered a very strong player on all these picks. And then, dude, nobody ever remembers that stuff in five years. <laughs> Rings matter, achievements matter. And if we're not honoring that, legacies are kicked uh, through, the, through the mud. It's... It, for me, it was really, really upsetting to not see Rascal get anything this year. And then Corey, I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, if, if you actually considered the entire season, that's, that's a joke pick, dude. So, I, so, and this is, I agree with you. The, the problem that we have, though, is a lot of these DPS players didn't even play DPS roles until stage three and four, right? Mm -hmm. So, can you say... Corey is a bad DPS or not worthy of one of these f four slots because of his time on Zarya when Zarya is in DPS? Well, I guess that's what he's saying is that that is a way of looking at it. I personally, um, I won't speak for Yiska, but I think he doesn't agree with the way that uh, that kind of uh, criteria would be laid out. I think that it should be viewed. Yeah, and I agree. It's very difficult to judge how impactful or or how much weight you want to give that in the GOATS meta because it isn't a DPS. But there again, Zarya still is a very large damage dealer within the GOATS meta. It was pretty impactful just entirely to the whole composition. Pretty integral. Um, and he didn't really perform that well. Yes, he performed great on the Widowmaker and the Hanzo towards stage three, stage four. But there's a whole 
half a season that's just kind of missing for me, which which feels very very recency bias, very like flashy. Wow, we got to see him at the end and he kind of caught some votes that I don't think he necessarily deserved. I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but should he be awarded something over, you know, some this over Rascal or, you know, a handful of other players. I don't know. And I also yeah, yeah, don't there comes to mind certainly. Sure. Right. And I also don't think either, like just because you weren't playing an actual DPS role, doesn't mean that your role doesn't function like a DPS dream said it. Yeah. But, um, Zarya functions like a DPS in GOATS. She's a damage dealer yeah. in GOATS. Like, that was that was a good I'm chunk sent. of her damage was from, from Zarya. And that's the reason why Sinatra probably got voted in is because, A, he did play a mean Zarya. Probably one of the best in the league, if not the best, right? Then he goes into Stage 3, Stage 4, starts to get rotated out. But when he is put in those DPS roles, specifically on the Doomfist, at least that's what kind of jumps into my mind, still finds success. To me, that was the icing on the cake. You, you have to give it to him. It's, it, it felt really bad not putting him in there because he had such a fantastic season. Both yes, Sinatra, both Sinatra and Hacksaw. So in the Overwatch League article, they have mm -hmm. some like signature Hello? stats. Sinatra yeah. and Hacksaw both have signature stats from when they were playing non-traditional damage roles oh, no. as well as when they were playing... Zarya or uh, Brig, hello, or whatever. Can hear you. We can hear you, Yiska. I think Yiska lost us though. <laughs> we can hear no. you. Stop making loud noises. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you there? Can you hear us now? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Discord call. What did I say? I just the said, second, oh, no, the right. second he goes, the recording. Second is, hello, hello. I'm like, is a phone ringing? Hello, We're oh like, no. Is somebody at the door? Hello. <laughs> no, my, oh no. Discord completely cracked out. <laughs> that was so funny. And I'm like, so I'm I go into my browser and sometimes my internet completely craps sure, out. I'm sure, looking sure. At, at this lamp if it's blinking and I go to a website and it takes like five seconds to load. I'm like, oh no, this won't be resolved today. <laughs> Yeah, that's comical. Okay. Um, anyways, all I was saying is that Sinatra and Hoxall both have stats from their DPS time as well as their non-DPS hero time. So I don't mm -hmm. totally buy into the, well, it's not about what you played when it's you not about playing the DPS. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, well, it kind DPS. of is because they've they cited those things here. Yeah, and you only have you know for for Ding, it's just his Farah and Sombra time. Sure. Or Corey, it's his Hanzo and Widowmaker time. Like, the problem with that is that it was it's given uh, free reign to the vote the votee. I don't even know if that's the right word for it. Like the the voter has the power and 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 can shape their criteria. It's really not implemented yeah. from the league. The league's just trying to argue why these players are being voted in. And a lot of what Sinatra and Hoxall did did come from heroes that weren't on DPS. But I, I think to kind of translate what Yiska's saying, I think that's the, th the thought process that kind of brings you to a conclusion where you think Corey should be put in uh, above profit. I'm just going to put it uh, out rascal. there. I think Kareev should have been a tank DPS. <laughs> And support. He should have cleaned the. the okay. Yeah. The, the thing is, here's here's the thing: how we do it, it's right? Kappa chat. So you go, you go to 
You you already took the the oomph away from the Karif thing because that's <laughs> the most rich fucking thing I've ever seen. Okay, um, but the the thing is here. Okay, you can do two things. You can say here's an award. Um, we don't give you any criteria. It's called huh, best player or whatever. And sure. then you have a limited amount of uh, people who vote, and they all put out opinion pieces and to explain how this came about. And then everyone can look at that and think, oh, that's a nice thinking model. I may want to adapt that to my thinking. Or, hmm, that's an interesting point. Or they, the second alternative is you give very, uh, very well-defined parameters, mm-hmm. then have a lot of people on vote, uh, vote on it, and then they don't need to define what is actually happening. To not do any of these things is absolutely outrageous. It's, it, it happens again, dude. Last year, we had the same garbage with the M- MVP vote, where when you looked at the... And I hope it leaks again. I want to name uh, it no, no, no. so I, I badly. Think, I think it's going to be public. I'm almost positive it's going to be public. It's, it, I don't know. Man, that uh, last year, it was already an absolute joke how people interpreted that and then didn't argue their points um, in, in a wider I mean, circle. There are, there are some people that aren't, you know, just by nature of their position aren't going to um and this isn't this isn't to draw conclusions or or hypotheticals this is just an example like if a broadcast talent puts out a vote who they think is the best you really expect them to have an an opinion piece trying to explain it they might put out some tweets to kind of like justify maybe if they get some some backlash but there are some people who just aren't going to by nature of their role within the, the community or whatever and i gotta say dude i it's it's an entire i told you so moment because last year i think we might have been on crouch i think so where we said like last year we it was a heaven sent because jonek was clearly the best player sure, sure. A, re- a revelation so that like the system was just as bad but because jonek was so amazing during the regular season there was no no question. Now we don't have that luxury of having the clearly best player. And we're sitting here and like the, the number of names that are being brought up is twice as big as it should be. Like, because we don't have these clear definitions. They didn't learn anything because, oh, well, I guess we didn't need to fix it because the result was fine yet. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't messed up yet, so I think so. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That does, that's not conducive of like progression or growing and, and yeah. you know refining the system you you kind of have to pull holes and figure out where you could game the system or where problems might come in the future and that is a very obvious problem that people aren't going to take the vote seriously or you know external forces could be impacting their votes um and things could be things could be uh messing with that especially when it comes to coaches like we saw last year like you shouldn't really have it's not that you shouldn't have coaches vote for players, but they shouldn't be allowed to vote for their own players. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Because they have all the information in the world on that one player, so of course they're going to think they're, fa- they're fantastic. And they also just Or, or have they're just the... incredibly biased. Well, they, they have a conflict of interest at the very least, right? It's not exactly. even that they have to be biased, but it's like, you know, Ty, everyone's going to bring up the Tyrong thing, right? Where he voted, was it Jake yeah. and Muma last year? Yeah, it's he, like, how? In what them? world? He goes, I love, I love my players. Like, that's what it is. And 
he never said like, I think that they're the best or I think he just, yeah. like I, they're on my team. Like, what does that say? If you're a player on a team and your coach is voting for somebody else as a, as a role star, like, is there a possibility? I mean, for one, it, it means that your coach has a spine, but on the other, <laughs> uh, on the other sense, like it's unfair to expect players to, uh, to expect coaches to vote against their own players. Right. Like, I, I remember, by the way, I had a big falling out. Like, all those players ripped me to shreds before they understood what I meant because I, like, the way I framed it was really bad last year where I said, um, it's not the problem that uh, you did, but y that you could. And mm -hmm. it sounded like I meant he shouldn't be a coach in the Overwatch League when I, what I meant is it's cruel that you can even vote for your own players. So, which shouldn't be the case. Yeah, but I, so here there's a, I think that there's a problem with not being able to vote for your own players in the sense that now you have to even the playing field of coaches, right? So every coach has to get a vote, right? I mean, they yeah. do, right? I mean, yeah. Do they not? Did they last I year? Know. I thought they didn't last year. I thought not every coach voted last year. I'm not going to lie. Every GM got, got one. So the GMs collected like information from okay. the teams then I just like this year. Something. Um, oh no! Wait, that's a good question. No, I think that what's the head coaches? Yeah. Ty Last year. Was Tyrung head coach? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He still is. Yeah, he still is. <laughs> I pay a lot of attention to the Houston Outlaws. Can you tell? <laughs> Super yeah. high up on the uh, priority list of games. Definitely, teams definitely. To keep up with. I don't know. Yeah. I. I guess as long as every team is getting an equal like vote, then mm -hmm. sure. Great. Awesome. But if, if not, and again, my understanding was, and you know, we're not allowed to look up things on the show anymore. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that one would take, take a couple seconds. That, yeah. That one fair. I would definitely have to dig deep in, yeah. but given that, okay, fine. Then yeah, you shouldn't be able to vote for your own players. Yeah. But even then still, if you have a team that has five, Players up, four players up for MVP votes. Kind of makes their vote count last, right? I think that's min-maxing a little bit, but yeah. for the sake of Yiska's perfectly competitive systems that he brings up all the time, it's technically I mean, not balanced. It's really just giving people what they deserve. Like slaving away 14 hours a day to just it's not it's not about giving what people they deserve it's not them. it's not if <laughs> if you just if you agreed with every single one of these players you would still be making the argument because how we got there yeah yeah of course is not yeah, yeah, course. how we should have gotten there so it's not about giving the players what they deserve it's about creating a system in which the best players get picked Yes, in, in which the most respect or whatever accolades are assigned, yeah. yeah I mean, it's technically, practically the same, yeah. Or in I don't think I've ever heard you use the word practically the same on anything ever. It's either absolutely <laughs> the same or absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I like this new go-with-the-flow hippie-style Yiska that we have on the show. It's like, yeah, it's close enough. Spending too much time with him. Yeah. Good enough. I know rubbing, off, rubbing on off on him a little bit. Like, isn't it the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it though? Let's talk about the tanks. Tanks, Choyobin, uh, Gushwe, Mono, and Super. I have a question. 
Every time I see Super's name written, there are people who keep saying that Super doesn't deserve to be involved in any of these conversations, whether it's MVP, whether it's uh, uh, role stars, anything else. Am I just misunderstanding something here that Super's been pretty great? I, I, I genuinely can't. I don't align with that at all. It does not resonate with me. I, I'd love to hear somebody try to argue that. That he is that good or is not that or good? It isn't that good. I think he's a fantastic main tank. Easily one of the best main tanks in the league. Uh, he isn't seeing a ton of playtime right now. Don't think that just discredits an entire season. Yeah, I, I just like I didn't force for anyway. What's that? Didn't force Same Sinatra thing. anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. God, Similar just, argument like, can be made about Sinatra. Every time nobody... I see it, and I'm just like, am I just Overwatch dumb here? I mean, yes, no. but am I like totally missing my my assessment on Super and the people who I trust in Overwatch's assessment on Super? But it's such this like thing that gets regurgitated as... it's it's like the same thing with bumper it's like yeah. in one hand you bumper is great and the other hand bumper is bad yeah but but that like criticism is more warranted not overwatch league level i get you <laughs> great copy pasta by the way all right fair enough what about these other ones gooshway making it on there i think Joe? that one was kind of a fringe um, the importance of being put on that roster, being, you know, having a, a mixed roster that is going to have a hard time communicating and still being able to come out and perform at some of the levels that he did wasn't always necessarily consistent, but still an incredibly talented player at the tank position on a roster that maybe wasn't necessarily a conducive of putting him in positions to succeed at all times i think uh warrants warrants some praise um doesn't uh and there's not too many other main tanks that i think necessarily are are that outstanding granted you know you can say what you want about goats um but i think there are some standouts and there are times that i i think yeah gusha probably deserves it and I could see, I could see that. I could see voting for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was cool. It was surprising. I think a little bit. Um, I like. I mean, so who else do you put? So I mean, Choyobin, Mono. I think are both probably there and okay, right? Yeah, I don't hate any of the tanks. I think they're all fine. Yeah, I, I think Gushui was the one where it's like. That's probably the fringe. The the, the fringiest of of yeah. mine. Yeah, the like most who, controversial. Who goes against Bumper? I think is one that people bring up quite a bit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that either. Rio, um, Rio's but, an, a really interesting one. Rio. That's, that's the thing, guys. We're not talking only about main tanks. This is already like the final votings were three main tanks, right? Yeah. Am I dumb? Yeah. Yeah. So this is also on, on off tanks, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So. Like, there's Fury, for one name, certainly, right? Yep, I think Fury should have been considered ahead of Mana. Right, yeah. uh, sorry, ahead of uh, Gushue. 
I think, A, Gushar didn't play the entire season. And he was impressive. I mean, whenever he was allowed to play Winston, he's, of course, very impressive. Sure. He's also not a terrible... No, okay, now let me, let me actually accurately say he's a good Ryan. He's not a great Ryan. So we are scooting this guy into the best role players based on, like, ahead of Fury. I'd love someone to, uh, to uh, argue that point. Like, even Janu, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, who else do we have on Off-Tech? But if you wanted to sort of balance it out, then, like, you should have considered an Off-Tank. And I also think on top of that, he is also, like, definitely not a better player in terms of performance this year than Fury was. Mm. Yeah. By the way, like I think if you switch around the order of seasons and you give you put Fury season a stage where he ate all those graphs and whatnot. Yep. You put that into stage four, he's hundred percent nominated, and it oh, triggers me yeah. to easily tilts me to no end. Sorry. There you go. I almost I almost said the same thing. Yeah. So there's. And I get it. And I think I do. There's definitely a recency bias with every award we've seen so far. Whenever there comes down to like, why is this person not nominated? Why don't they? It's either because they're playing really well now, but they didn't the whole entire time or the other way around where there are people who have like, but don't you remember this player from stage one or two who Mm -hmm. was doing all of this? And there's, ah, it's um, Dream is saying it was two main tank, two off tank, two hit stand, two projectile, two. What are you talking about? It isn't support two flex support. I think I think that's the joke. Oh, oh, okay, my okay. bad. I can't, dude. Dreams sometimes, man. I can't tell if he's serious or not unless I can hear him yelling <laughs> or speaking n- normal yeah. voice, which is just like sixty yeah. percent yelling. So, <laughs> I get it. Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely a recency bias and we've seen it more and more again, but the, I think the, the frustrating thing is that recency bias goes through for some people like Corey, mm. where it doesn't go through for others. Like, um, in, in the other way where it's like Sinatra, people are like, why, why is Sinatra? He's not even playing anymore. I'm like, well, did you see him? The first two stages, did you see him? I mean, even now he's great. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's let's settle down. Last one: support IDK, Kareev, Moth, Twilight. Oh, uh, Kareev, man! How? In what world? In what universe? Didn't didn't you see uh, uh, the the Valiant stage four? The the thing is, didn't you see him? Didn't you I don't hate Kareem. Didn't you watch I just Overwatch? don't understand Please. how he is a role star at a role he didn't even play exclusively and was benched for, and then also played Zarya. Yeah. Wait, I don't get like, that. Why it, does it matter if you don't play the same role the entire seasons? We have multiple players who didn't play the same role the entire season. Mm, no, because you have to consider that. Brigitte is a DPS hero and Zarya is a DPS hero. Yeah, semantically, sure, but they fill very similar roles where he's 
been he's been benched for the same position. Yeah. And also played another position. Yeah. I don't see how that he didn't even have an entire great stage. He had two great games. Yes. Yes. I I I, like there are much better. I don't even I didn't think. I think Jonak fits in very well. I think Shu had a fantastic season. Great one. Yeah. Controversial, kind of off the cuff. Maybe unintuitive. I thought Shu had a fantastic. No, Shu Shu is definitely Shu. Hundred percent Shu. Is he a Shu? How how how? Yeah, he definitely is. How far down do we want to go before we get to Kareef? Who's the next one? Jonak Shu. Give me another one that you put over Kareef. Uh, um, Moth and Twilight. They're both in there, but yes, I I I don't hate IDK. Right. Yes, just for flex support in in place of Kareef. You put Adosh um, in there? Eh. No, I mean, he, he really has been... Violet? I don't hate No, Violet. absolutely Violet. Come on, man. How is Violet not a better player than Kareef? The I, th- I think I think he... I, I definitely agree over Kareef, 100%. I could say third on that list. I'd put the other two above him, though. What do you, I want to put oh, one in there yeah, for no. Rockus. So on that list, Jonak, yeah. Shu, Violet, I think that's where I'd put them. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought you meant who is no, 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 I'm reading them from chat right yeah. now. Yeah. No, I think Dogman had a better season than Karif. Yes. Rockus. Dude, like, I'm not sure if Karif is an average flex support, if you consider all things considered, if you div- like take away the, the DPS part. Because let's, like, he played 25% of this, his season. He was on Zarya. And then, I, I don't know, like, a fifth of the season he wasn't playing. Like, yeah. So I do, I do need to at this point kick Yuska off the show. Um, and the reason why is this is I've I've just kind of had it with YouTube comments lately, and after I, I just oh I can, we're gonna catch I can all just kinds of hell feel the heat. I Welcome, can just feel come. It. So just know, effective after this show, Yuska is never coming on again, <laughs> just because That's of you fine. guys, YouTube. Because I could just put a highlight of two great sleep darts and these people would automatically be on my side, right? But the same metric that they were mesmerized by Kareef. <laughs> get out, dude. I mean, it was a, they were sick plays, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't make up for an entire season. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you, if you ask... I'm, I'm, I'm no, no. I think packing, packing is, the, is the tie wrong type. Yeah, he's, no, he'd be like, of you know, course. What do you mean? Yeah, no, but... I mean, if you take him aside, or he's, he's, he's right or not, like, I get it. But <laughs> yeah, I also don't want those people voting for you know yeah. stars or MVPs. You know, yes, I yeah. think there. I think packing would be cognizant enough to be like, well, why? Why should I? You know, I'm just going to vote for my players because that's my that's my guy. I shouldn't vote. I'm just going to be biased. He he. I feel like packing probably understands his bias. Doesn't necessarily. I mean, whatever. Oh, 
<laughs> this is so good. I feel like I'm like, just sabotaging uh, it. just Yiska doesn't make YouTube. any sense. <laughs> bring it on. i just like, sabotaging this is, this, him. For some things, like, I definitely, I saw many comments on YouTube that called me out on my bullshit, rightly so. But this, like, Karif is non-negotiable with me. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Oh man! All right, too funny. That's the Overwatch League Roll Stars. Um, I don't know. Overall, like all things considered, not as bad as I kind of anticipated the choices to be. If I'm being honest, yeah. From what we've seen I, I in agree. the past, I'm just like, there's so many ways that this can just be messed up. And from almost every award, except for uh, the the Dennis Hoelka award, which I think make, went to Mickey, rightfully so, last season. And Custa, I'm great. Awesome. There's nobody else where I'm like, ooh, well, actually, Gamsu and I are best friends, and he helped me change a spare tire one time. And, <laughs> like, I don't know, he adopts puppies and puts them all in his bedroom. I, I, like, I don't want to bring this like go to ham on this, but I, I, I had to look just to see what Reddit had to say about the, the Dennis Avoca award and some of the, like the justifications for like the, their own personal Redditor nominees was insane to me. Like, well, well, did you know Gomsu goes on hikes and he has a dog? Well, fantastic. Half the league probably should be in nomination for the award. Like, <laughs> mm. it's it's just weird to me that people argue who the nicer dude is. Yeah, I feel like this completely betrays all of who, by the way, have never world. actually had a genuine conversation with any of them. No, it's just off of whatever they can scrape together. I think he's nice. Yeah. And that's, let, let I me mean, tell you a little bit fine. about something I'm called an image like consultant. Yeah. You ever yeah. heard of an image consultant? Do you know how much people pay for image consultants? Companies, organizations. It's a thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying that these people aren't good people or just because you haven't had firsthand experience doesn't actually mean that by some happy accident you're wrong. Sure. It's just that like, I don't know, like you're probably not in a place to great example right michael jordan when we were kids how how could he be mean space how could jam. he be rude he's the best he player in the space world jam. Space jam. how is that guy an asshole michael jordan Turns Charles out he's an barkley asshole. bugs bunny dude you can't Turns be a out, bad person be with bugs bunny dunkin donuts and dunkin basketballs not the nicest person you know, not 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 super nice. Great, also, way worse baseball player. player than the <laughs> movie gave him credit for as well. Really? <laughs> yes, Dude. really. I, I, again, I'm yes. I'm blind to meat sports. Okay, fair enough. Um, by the way, people who say Gregory haven't kept up with Korean news, uh, news, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Can you? Like, I but I haven't, and now I want to know. No, that's not a topic that should be brought up because it was sort of hearsay. But the there was something in Korea rumbling that happened and it was never proven. And I wouldn't like, do you, dude, Custard, like, 
exactly so amazing that like the best argument or the worst argument and i saw against casa was like well he has been on two teams so twice as many players were exposed to him and therefore they would yes he has been a nice guy on two teams bro yes yes he made it through two hell holes and made them better by being nice imagine that dude and what is that? He also spent some of his own money and organized more for a children's hospital. <laughs> Dude, it's it's unreal. Like we're at this point, we're arguing like who's the better guy? Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like such a which dumb. which which uh, first responder to nine eleven was the nicer guy? Like, come on, man! It doesn't matter, dude. Like, yeah, all right. It's so silly. Woo! Got some sodium on this show. <sighs> some sodium. Have you guys ever heard of something called a chaffle? A what? A chaffle. Mm -hmm. Sorry, in on the topic of sodium and salt. So I've been a on chaffle. a new diet for a while. That's it's keto, so it's like you can't. It's super low carb. Um, Is that that? No. Go ahead. Sorry. It's essentially you put cheese and egg. Mix it all up. You can spice it however you want. Put it in a waffle maker. And it ends up uh, being an awesome substitute for bread. So Any cheese? Just about. Like, uh, we had biscuits and gravy yesterday where the biscuits were just chaffle. And so you put, like, a little bit more spice on it. Some more pepper. Sure, sure, sure. And then we made, like, uh, chaffle churros. So it's like, then you're putting a little bit of cinnamon in there and all this kind of stuff. And then we did chaffle pizza, chaffle pastrami Reuben. How much fries. did you make of that? I, so He's just buying all kinds of eggs and cheese. Is I hope chaffle. you're eating your fiber. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Hope you're eating your leafy greens and get some you're fiber one. You're talking about this like it's an ingredient like kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's good. It's I eat really chaffle of everything. Put it in my Cheerios. It, it's, it is like one of those. Yeah, it's so. I mean, the biggest problem with having to do like a low carb diet is if you love bread. Yeah. It sucks, mm. right? It's okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. You yeah. know, so you find a bread substitute. And yeah. so yeah. there's there are a lot of ways with like almond flour. I've heard like, and, yeah, cauliflower. And this is almond, the best one I've found stuff. that actually really hits that like. Hmm. That that bread withdrawal thing. So, anyways, we're uh, <laughs> we sidetracked there. We're allowed three minutes to sidetrack for uh, KT. Yeah, Tank guys. Oh, what was that again? What was that again? That segment where we just did. Oh yeah. Unnecessary hypotheticals. <laughs> Little unnecessary <laughs> hypotheticals. All right. Let's talk about last week's uh, plans. We got to do it kind of quickly. Not super quickly, just kind of quickly. So both Spitfire and Soul Dynasty advance. Um, I think the biggest kind of surprise here was Guangzhou. Yeah. Going out in the first yeah, round. So looking, looking as good as they are. Or not in the first round, sorry. Against uh, Seoul, right? I don't think anybody yep. saw. So... Guangzhou beats Chengdu 4-1. They looked pretty decisive. Everything looked according to plan. Shanghai beats Philadelphia Fusion. Sure. Um, sorry, Philly fans. Turns out your week five or week four win against Seoul actually meant nothing. And then uh, 
Spitfire in what ten maps defeat Shanghai Dragons? Was it ten? I thought it was like eight. I don't know. We'll double check now. Just to make sure. Yeah, eight maps. Eight maps. Eight maps. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Eight First maps. eight maps set. Win four to three. And then Guangzhou kind of gets stomped surprisingly by Seoul. I feel like this is the really big surprising one here. Yeah. Is Seoul looking And they look good. Like they looked very good. good. I don't think any of us really saw good. it coming necessarily. No, not at all. <laughs> this is a team that was like painfully average throughout the season and then they come out with this I'm I, I got some opinions and they good what's it again I r- remember okay so they Seoul played shock uh, it, I think it was stage one right in a tiebreaker and they wanted to coin flip but shock wanted to play and then shock bashed them into the ground and everyone's like oh Seoul is just bad they don't care about playoffs and then in the first playoff match, they completely stomped the other team, which was considered a big overdog. Does anyone remember that uh, type of storyline? Like, I remember I, the first I, bit, but... The problem is, I hope that is not a pattern that we're going to see again, because then I would have much la- rather seen... It, it uh, was NYXL, you're right. Thank you, chat. Yeah. I would have much rather seen, um, you know... Uh, Guangzhou in the playoffs. I hope Seoul keeps that level and we are going to see at least two great matches from them. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see quite a few matches from them, personally. So is this... So uh, on the Seoul-Guangzhou match, do you attribute this more to Seoul just honestly just playing really, really well? Or do you feel like Guangzhou lost a step between their match with Chengdu, and then their match with Seoul. And keep in mind, Seoul only had to prepare for one match. Right? Guangzhou had yep. to pre- prepare for Chengdu and sure. then Seoul, which I don't think is insignificant. Um, I, for me, I just I felt like Seoul looked really good, and I don't know that there's any team that played on Friday, Chengdu, Guangzhou, Shanghai, or Fusion, that could have beat Seoul if they played like they played in that match. I, I'm willing to say, like, after playoffs is finished, I think we'll probably go back and look at charge and probably be able to, like, put them over, like, let's say the spark, right? The charge were probably going to be better than the spark if I had to put money on it, right? Like, we could have had a better playoff if some of these play in teams were shifted around. I don't think it was necessarily that the charge were playing are a bad team, right? I don't think that it's necessarily that the charge are a bad team. I just think Seoul was firing at every possible. So I think they were incredibly prepared for everything charge was going to throw at them. I think everybody in that team was playing fantastic. And, and it showed, it showed four, one very convincing on almost every map. Oh, great. Great showing can, from that. Can I just say that this whole play in thing was so unsatisfying to me. I mean, I hate the uh, fact that these six teams who really fought out, fought through really highs and really lows are essentially all decided through one or two matches. Mm -mm. Don't, I don't want to give, don't give, uh, 
the seven and eight seeds buys. Give me, mm. give me a double elimination bracket. Give me like I don't effing care. Give me a a group stage. Make it a full on week. Make them play five games. Like make it actually worth something. Because right now, number one, we can't tell how good Soul is or how good Soul is going to be. Um, there's yeah again, London Spitfire probably two. Three fights difference between them making it to playoffs and not. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, there's, it's just like, I hate it when we see these huge, pivotal, pivotal qualifying moments end up coming down to like these really afterthought one match little weeks. Like, make play ins a whole thing. This could have been an amazing thing. Take them somewhere else to play them. Give us an extra week for playoffs. I don't, I don't even care. But, Ah, man, there, it was so unsatisfying for me. I'm just like, okay, Guangzhou loses to Seoul. They go down to the loser bracket. What does it look like now? Man, you're having a Yiska emotion that I don't have. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you that I should probably be thinking like this from my historical standpoint. But yeah. for some reason, it just seemed to me like a nice ramp up to the playoffs and playoffs are double a limb and it's a little bit more serious and um maybe uh, the th one thing that was unsatisfying to me or not unsatisfying but the games that i expected to be very competitive weren't and then the other way around yeah. right that was weird for me um but yeah i agree that to some degree i mean a Shanghai lost it for themselves. To be fair, like that King, King's Row thing. What is going on, dude? That is, that was heartbreaking. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I would certainly wouldn't hate it to have more top level Overwatch at the end of the season in the play-in format. Like, I I definitely like would be for that. I honestly, so here's the thing, though. My my only problem with the solution I represented is I think that. If you do something more full featured, I feel like those playing teams have a much more significant advantage in the final playoff yeah. tournament. Um, because number one, they've gotten to play more maps on the meta, but number two, it means it shows that they're the best in this meta right now. Cause there's no more mm. meta switch between play and some playoffs. Right. Mm. I don't know though. I just felt like a, it could have been more of a spectacle B this. And we're, we're still dealing with this, right? Where, the best team in the world over the course of an entire season isn't actually necessarily the best team that actually wins the grand finals into the season. We've talked about it multiple times. We're not going to talk mm -hmm. about it again, but this is just another one of those things where it's like, why? Like, why can't you like, why can't you make this more of a thing? Make them play two matches in a day. Sure. Make it a long couple days, make it a little bit more grueling. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, but make it show that these teams are like, you know, London, like the teams at some point you have to stop giving teams advantages just for um, finishing in the top part of these arbitrary cutoffs that you start creating. Right. So top six, make it in. So like top seven, get this advantage. Cool. If you're going to give them advantage, having to only prepare for one match is a really big advantage. And I just, I don't know. I don't think that, man, I wanted so much more from play-ins and I just didn't get them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I I think it's just kind of a, 
a cause of okay we're gonna take a bunch of the lower seated teams and just kind of make them play each other like it's never really going to be all that exciting i think they could right like these are teams that finished top 12 no oh sure 11th and 12th seed great but top 50 percent the fact that well, within that top 50%, these are the lower seeded teams out of the, the 12, and they're not not always going to put up the best games. I, I do think that this is a, a problem with the league that I think they could build these things a little bit better. They could create something a little bit more of a spectacle to get you know eyes on it, but I don't know. It's whatever for me. It's especially like why John's point works so well is because strengths of schedule are so wildly different. Where saying, okay, you made seventh and you made twelfth, the difference of actual performance over the season might be that the twelfth team is had actually a better performing season than the seventh in everything but score. Because like London had the easy uh, division, probably not going to change next year either. And then also you have to consider when the patches hit and how good those teams were. I think, for instance, the Charge didn't the Charge have one of the hardest schedules uh and then the titans like that that stuff matters a whole lot and then to be so you know razor sharp with the seedings i understand why that might be a problem for people that's fair yeah okay i got that out there any other thoughts on the uh play-ins we're talking about who who makes it who makes it deeper london or Seoul? I think that's more I, I I'm trying to figure out what you mean by that question because it depends on the bracket, but I'm I'm thinking, do you mean who's the better team right now? Yeah, in a yeah, very generally, sure. Okay, so I think that Seoul was the better team. Um if I remember right. correctly, I think London has the easier bracket. So Titans play so Seoul play Titans, yep. London play NYXL. Yes. So, which case, yeah. like and immediately, even I kind of go that, London. Right? Yeah. Right, because like, who knows what NYXL is going to do in the playoffs? Yeah. I don't think that Sigma is necessarily bad for them, but I don't know. Like again, huge question mark for me. A lot, a lot of question marks for a lot of these teams, I think. So, let's say Seoul. I think Seoul, like, let's say Seoul does hypothetically defeat Titans. If they do, I, I, I mean, Shock probably is the only team that I look at that would beat Seoul. Mm-hmm. So, while I think London actually makes it further, I think if Seoul finds a way to beat the Titans, they go all the way to the Grand Finals. What I will say, though, is, and that could mean everything, but I've heard absolutely nothing of the Spark and the Gladiators. That could simultaneously be one great match or an absolutely bad one. I think it's going to be a, just a, a tire fire. I think it's going to be really bad. And I think Gladiators are just going to walk all over Spark and just send them straight to the loser's bracket <laughs> without, much, without much effort. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't have any faith in the spark in this one. Like, think, think about, like, who plays Doomfist for this team? Adora, Sasin, who? I don't know. You put Godsby on McCree. Okay, great. 
you get ran over by McCree, like or by Reapers. I I don't see that team being able to pilot this meta, let alone play it poorly. Doesn't Sassen have a Doom though? If I remember correctly. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know that it's gonna like be as good. Mm. Yeah. Not the team that I'd say works together the best out of all of them, you know? Like definitely communication issues, but that's understandable, but you can't ignore it. Um yeah, I do not see that team doing well at all. It'd be a miracle if they did. Yeah. I think yeah. Gladiators has the pieces, the, the you know, the the, the recipe let's, to be able to play this metal. Let's formalize this process a little bit. So we're, yes, yes, we're already sorry, going. Sorry. We're going <laughs> we jumped. Match number one, Vancouver Titans versus Seoul. One seed versus eight good. Put your money where your mouth is. Who goes ahead and takes this first? This round? is hard. I say the Titans, but I think this is very competitive. I mean, it's, it's so hard to, like I said it in the pre-show, right? We have to consider whenever a big balance patch comes in, and I consider this one big, it's not like two, 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 goals to two, two, sure, two, sure, big, sure, sure. but it's still pretty big. Sigma, much more um, influential than other ca characters that were introduced in the past. So everything regresses to the mean in those metas right like you cannot say because titans was the best team all of the season that necessarily holds up here right definitely there's some residual benefit that you should be giving them 100%. when when you're trying to judge them but we have hard evidence for soul being great at this meta in comparison right now so one match I, by the way i agree with titans but I, again, I think it's going to be, be very surprised. competitive, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if Soul beat them in a in a very close seven game, maybe even eight game set, right? But I think whoever loses from that is going to do very well through the losers bracket. Fan like have a mm. very long run through the losers bracket. This we will not be uh, losing any of these teams anytime soon. Whoever whoever does lose, but um, yeah, I, I've got the Titans just probably for the simple fact that they've just been more consistent. Keep in mind, though, whenever a new patch hits and new new stage hits, the first couple of weeks are always very volatile. So it's sure, very possible sure. that other you teams say it look takes at three their... weeks. Yep. Yes. So like, it is very possible that uh, teams just look at Soul and say, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's copy this and be better because mm -hmm. we have the better executionist." Right? But is that a word? I just made that up. German. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it's possible that um, everything moves towards Soul. And I, if I was a betting man, I would say 55 Titans. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, this that's is about close. where I would put it too. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Soul versus Vancouver. I agree. Titans, I think. Just barely by Not, the skin. Yeah. Of and also, yeah, the. Um, I don't necessarily think that if these teams meet again in like, let's say miraculously in the grand finals, I don't necessarily know if I'll believe the same That'd be thing. A, I'd love that grand final, by the way, yeah. as long as this is close and we get that again in Philadelphia with a live crowd sold out. I, what could you sold ask for? That's out, fantastic. 
sold uh, okay. out. Un- unintentional, by the way, Chad. Before I get flamed, that was not intentional. Oh, are you kidding I'm me, sorry. dude? You should. 100%. As, as soon as Dynasty get a homestand and they sell out, you if they're not making shirts that are <laughs> that are sold out, soul, soul white, let's say sold out in the black and gold colors, I, I mean, I just made them hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> right here. Like, come on. Anyways, Fair enough. Solvers, Vancouver, all three of us are going Titans here. So let's go down to Spark versus Gladiators. All right. Uh, Spark versus Gladiators. I think we, I, I say so Gladiators. Boring. Yeah, this is Gladiators 4-0. Like, people are asking what DPS they play. I think we start to really see Hydration being put in the starting six again. Has a history on Doomfist. Looks decent on Doomfist. Historically, I don't think Spark can even play this meta. I think they're going to go out 4-0 without much of a fight. Yes, guy. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Gladiators and 70 Gladiators. 70 i'd probably put it to 80 but i'm pretty confident i don't know if i can make the 4-1 call but i can make the or the 4-0 call but i can make a 4-1 call on it i think 4-1 is a lot safer and historically like i i always think that there's room for control to be a little you know shaky for any team but i do not see spark being able to do anything here yeah i really i struggled to see how they play this medic like cohesively at all like godsby again hasn't had a fantastic season has he had some okay widowmaker performances sure let's not forget his zarya grabs let's not forget his bubble timings let's not forget his sombra like not a, not a fantastic season for for the boy yeah i don't know what he plays Maybe All they right. come out with a far look. Maybe they come out some weird. I don't see it though. Fair enough. All right, match number three. Probably a pretty interesting one. NYXL versus Spitfire. Lose when it matters, wins when it matters. That's what it. That's what these two teams come down to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I will say, the exciting part about this is that there's rarely a Spitfire Excelsior game, I think there has only been one, that isn't a banger. Mm-hmm. There's something about these teams where, because they're Korean and the, the, the you know, the Jonak Prophet thing. Their expectations sort of, are so high. Like they are the best teams. That, that was one of my favorite things in this entire Jonak skin thing, where he's like with the developers and he goes like, does Prophet get one too? And they're like, nah. And he's like, yes, knowing that he should deserve one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's definitely something there. And they just play play pretty good Overwatch to great Overwatch against each other. So um, I think it's going to be a banger, but I think it's Spitfire. I think this is a a historical battle of styles, um, and that could just be a, a changing of narratives if uh, New York actually just bombs out. Um, but historically, New York comes in, plays very methodical, plays very slow. London, well, they've got some of the best mechanical players in the world. Uh, they like the brawl, right? So I think that's going to be at least how I build this match, where it's you know the tortoise and the hare, you know, defense versus offense, who wins. Um, sadly, this is not peak New York. Um, again, I, I wonder how they're going to 
finagle this this new Doomfist Reaper, Doomfist Farah? How does that work with their their composition? Do we see Pine? Yeah, I don't know. It, it like it's very hard for me to say anything positive about New York. <laughs> yes, Mecco has been pretty flexible. I don't I'm struggling to see where they can succeed. I mean, again, you're even taking one of your best players off of his best character. Like you're you're having Jonek play Moira now. Maybe even Anna and, and, and even on some maps that doesn't always work out. I don't know. Like, I don't see a world where London loses this unless they just get in their own way. I think they drop maps for sure because it's London. Um, but yeah, I think London wins this. I'm looking, I'm double checking something here. Playoffs. If you're looking, if they are being played on the same day, they are. So it's entirely possible that next week we already like don't have London anymore in the. Um, oh, really? Like, for instance, right? Because what happens is you're playing all the uh, first rounds and then you're also uh... playing the losers bracket. I assume it's the loser. I think it's the first round losers bracket and the first round semis. Yes, yes. From yes. the amount of games. And then next, uh, next week, we're going to have losers round two, uh, winners finals, losers round three, losers finals, and then grand final alone in week four in Philadelphia, right? Yep. So, so somebody in chat brings up a, a pretty interesting point. Do you think London struggles against Farah? Could that be abused in the New York game with Libero? I think they figured that one out. I think from now on, I think that was a beautiful example of mid game adaptation from them, which I don't think we've really seen too much from them. Yes, it was a struggle and they bled a lot of maps doing it, but I think they finally got there putting profit into the duel just to create some space and relieve pressure. Um, and I don't see them not or, or just kind of forgetting that that was a very successful outcome for them. So I, I, I just think that they mirror and just play better or at least play as good. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I've said it again. I will never choose NYXL to win another playoff match until they <laughs> finally do. And, and I mean, we talked about this in the pre in the pre-show. Like, is this even uh, enough of a match to say that this instills faith is so beating here, London instill faith here, depends on how here are the sure. last two teams that NYXL has beaten in the playoffs are you ready for this one Shoot. LA gladiators I believe stage two or stage three of this year yeah and then uh, the uh, Dallas fuel stage four of last year yep <laughs> not the best track record. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is not the Dallas Fuel or LA Gladiators. This I mean it's it's London. Yeah. So uh yeah. <laughs> Georgetown says Dallas almost won that match. They did. It was three to two. Yeah. I think it was three to oh against LA Gladiators. Another but... fantastic point Yiska brought up, like or, well, no, John, you brought this up uh, in kind of a preamble like this is London is a team that plays well in playoffs and New York historically, as much as I don't necessarily buy into it just yet, are not a playoff team. They do not have a great track record in playoffs. Like this is this looks great for London. All right, we're going to play a game. <laughs> you ready? 
Let's go. This game is called Unnecessary Hypotheticals. <laughs> and the unnecessary hypothetical that we're posing right here. Well, there's two unnecessary hypotheticals, actually. And this one actually came from Yan the Yeti on Twitter saying, are the London Spitfire the King of Crumble or the King of Clutch? I said, and I said in the pre-show, King of Clutch, 100%. Um, but what do you guys think? Are they the King of Clutch or the King of Crumble? I was pretty on the fence with this. Like, I, I really didn't know which way to, to, to kind of go with it. I, I wanted to say they were kind of both at the same time where in the regular season, they just kind of get in their own way. But then at least from one instance, um, we've seen this team really show up when nobody really expected them to. I think everybody had their reservations with London and, and still had a little bit of faith just because everybody knows how good these players can be. But at the time, they really just weren't showing it. And then they come into playoffs looking fantastic. Um, yeah, and, and you know, Jessica brought up a great point earlier talking about how, like, Profit and Jester haven't really lost a final that they've been in. Um, is the team as a whole? Yeah, I, I'd say that they're the Kings of Clutch, if, if anything. I think it's close, but I'd say Clutch. Yeah. Yeah, same. So a point I brought up beforehand is I'm pretty sure that if you if you flip London's playoff results... They would win. They would still end up. Even if they basically, even if they won every stage and every major tournament that they actually lost and mm -hmm. they lost every major tournament that they've won so far, uh, they would end up winning less money. That's less clutch. money, less prestigious. Yeah. Uh, that to yeah. me, that's just clutch. And I know it's definitely probably oversimplifying like so many variables, but uh, just put there their their clutch. They win when it matters. They even showed it this last week. They don't look great against Shanghai. They won. They got the job done. People also need to realize, and I'm going to get a feature on this out, but champions and Overwatch are go through the trial by fire. Champions need to suffer. The Shock needed to suffer in before they could beat the Titans. The Titans needed to suffer when they were run away. They suffered a whole lot. Oh, yeah. The, the Shanghai Dragons needed to suffer. Certainly the organization. KDP members also lost a uh, um, contenders final, right? Like, all these people needed to suffer. You know who never suffered in his life? You know who never lost the final that he has participated in? It's profit, bro. And like... To be fair, gesture as well. To be fair. Yes, of course. Gesture and profit. And these, like, that is an anomaly in Overwatch, right? They, mm -hmm. I think they've only ever lost one playoff series that was against Philly Fusion. Was it stage two or th stage three last year? Um, I don't remember. Did, did they even make stage playoffs this year? <laughs> no. I, I, no, true. They must well, have. They yeah, must have lost one. No, no, I'm, I'm talking bullcrap. But um, this thing is still like there is something, especially in profit, 
which is why I singled him out a little bit, is... Sure, of course, of course. When the pressure is on, I'm not sure if he feels more motivated or if he just plays the absolute same when everyone else around him is crumbling. But it, like, he just gets into these situations and then he's anti-fragile, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you will not... We have not seen... Profit go under in the final. We've only seen massive carry performances by him. What also really like brought me back is dude, Bedosin is back. I think Bedosin's back. Mm. Like Bedosin had great like without Bedosin, A being the leadership figure, and I think we're not talking about leaders enough as well. Um, without being the leadership figure, and I don't know if you read that interview uh with um I think it was Fury, where he just said, Bedosin just said, remember like how great it felt to win the final. Right? And then they just came around and Bedosin had some really clutch moments. Clutch moments that would otherwise get your Roll Stars nomination during the regular season. <laughs> and it's, I, I think Bedosin is back. That is a thing. I think Prophet was never really gone. Fury had a nuts season. Um, if Jesher can get off the Jesher bat... apparently can play Sigma. Like, Fury somehow finds... That, that might be the most ridiculous thing about this all. Fury somehow finds um, Orisa to be fun. Like, these are mutants, dude. Like, I, I, I think London... And by the way, if I go, I go through the brackets that I have in mind... I think loses round two is when um, Spitfire and Dynasty meet, and that's going to be a dope match. Yeah, that would be good. I th I think I see what you're going with as well, and I would agree. Um, something that uh, Frog for Life says is maybe the players just don't care when there's nothing to lose. I don't. I that, don't that think it lines a, up. I, so I don't think it's a matter of caring. It's it's one thing I, I think of it more of like the mother, yeah. the mother getting the strength to lift a car because, you know, their mm -hmm. kids underneath. It's not that they don't care about their kid when it's not flipped over on top of them. It's just that when it is, they care. They uh, either care a lot more, summon an additional strength. They, yeah. they there's a gear that they don't totally hit. And maybe it's a mindset thing or whatever, but it's not so much a lack of caring as much as it is just a, a lack of ability to perform your best when there's not things on the line mm -hmm. in baseball, there's, you know, percentages that try to, and entire algorithms that try to uh, mathematically define a clutch factor. It's not something mm -hmm. that we have in overwatch, Yeah, we right? can't, yeah. but you know, there's players who, you know, bat one seventy five on the season and then when there's a runner in scoring position, bat over 400. And it's because, not because that they are, all of a sudden they care. There's something on the line. They don't care about their other at-bats as much as like, there's something that, about that situation that brings out the best in that player. 100%. And, uh, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm like more of like a consistently mediocre type of thing where I'm like, yeah. I'm going to bat yeah. 275, 280 whether there's running in scoring position or not nice and consistent, but there are definitely people who like live off of that adrenaline rush, make their pressure out of diamonds, off of it, that pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's just totally a thing. Um, all right. Last one. We haven't talked about shock versus rain. 
I don't see a world in which shock lose. Yeah, I think it's it could be like sleeper competitive, but I don't see shock losing. I think optimistically four two. Yeah, but um, in the I'm really curious. I don't know how to place rain in the losers bracket. Mm Hmm. It's not easy for me. No, it's not. Um, I don't think they'll do poorly but I, i'd have to see how it shakes out yeah um yeah i uh so, i'm also uh, sorry go ahead so like oh and you also you um john do you think that this is the easiest match to call no i thought i think gladiators just mopped for a spark okay okay but like i see what you're saying and yeah this is I do. I actually pretty... do think this is. I do think that there's a world. I, and part of it is, is I, I just don't know and understand Spark well enough personally. I just like they're one of the teams sure. that like I try to make sure that I'm always watching the top teams every week at the very least. And Spark are always one of those teams where it's like if I can't, if I can't, if I can't, I just don't. And so I have no idea how they're going to respond to this meta. I have no idea how we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen gladiators get hit pretty hard by meta shifts in the past. And uh, while they've been consistent um, this year through those meta changes, I'm not wholly confident that this is one where I think that they're trending upwards. Um, That's fair. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel very confident in Shock's ability to whichever mm. end of the bracket to see them in the grand finals. And I don't yeah. think that if they're going down to the losers bracket, they're doing it from rain. Yeah. That's a, dude. It's so hard. That's the thing. Like, it's not that I expect Atlanta to be very strong or that I expect shock to not be, but there's so much question marks for me in that Atlanta, um, like in my mind, I, I almost want to say, okay, Let's give. Let's do like sixty ten or something, and the rest we just leave to randomness. And like whatever could happen, I'm. I don't know what FRD is on. Like on yeah. Sigma, if he even plays that. What about yeah. Daco? Where's that boy? That's like, that's a great question. Ursa Doom. Ursa Doom is is pretty sick. Like I'll, I'll tell you now, Ursa Doom's pretty sick. So like, there's so many of these questions where I'm thinking, ah, I don't know, man. It's just question marks in my mind. That's why I find, don't like on paper. I agree with you guys that it should be easy to call, but there's just so much confusion, confusion about how this might play out in my mind that I can't say. I think there is some upset potential, but it's really hard to bet against shock. Like. Uh, a lot of or, or some of these teams, I shouldn't say a lot of these teams, some of these teams, you, you look at like how the, the meta is shaking out. You're just like, I don't even know how you play these these heroes. I don't know anybody that historically even plays these heroes. Atlanta still can fit that bill like they they have. You can kind of picture how they might play this. Yes, you, you we don't know where Daco is, if FRD is going to be playing Eraser, if he's playing Sigma. Who knows? Where's Popo playing? Is he going to stick on his Eraser that he's historically been very good on? I don't know. But at least you can kind of make some sense of it. Where you look at NYXL, you look at Spark. I don't know what this team looks like. They could do a whole role swap. I have no idea. 
Atlanta still makes sense. That's why I think they could do well. I, I do think that it's going to be like surprisingly competitive, but I, I have shock yeah. doing like they have the bench. They have fantastic players, world beaters. Like it would be a travesty to see them not yeah. advance. And I would say it would be totally out of their like yeah. character, especially with games on the line. I mean, mm-hmm. what they've lost the first stage one and stage two playoffs, I think were both the Titans and that was it. Stage one and three, they won stage one two. and three. Yeah. Yep. And was stage two against Titans? Yep, they they lost to Titans in the final stage one. They beat the Titans in the final stage two, and then they lost to Shanghai stage three. Like, so it was all three, but they only won yeah, one. That's that's one to two place finishes all all season long. That's fantastic. It's, it's really and, tough to then go. Yeah, stage. but Atlanta Rain had a good stage four. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I think Atlanta will do well. Then. Like, sure, sure. You know, and guess who was the only other team that was undefeated that stage? San Francisco. Atlanta, to be fair, to be fair, Atlanta had like a pretty easy stage four. They like did. They played they a did. bunch of poop teams. So like, I, I, there's just not a world in which I'm like. I agree. Even even when Atlanta played their best, you could argue that the shock even played better, even though they finished slightly lower in stage four. I want to double check though who they played. We're gonna do it. So they beat Seoul. The shock did. Um, mm-hmm. Then they go and play. Um, LA Gladiators, Gladiators, Shanghai, Shanghai, uh, Seoul. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then you have beat Chengdu, Chengdu. Then they beat Titans at the homestand, and then they beat Titans and Valiant. Yeah, then they beat Titans and Valiant at the whole. That's a pretty difficult Ah, break. Sorry. Rain fans, like, yeah, you had a great, you had a great stage four, <laughs> but there's one yeah. team that had a better one, and, and you're it just so happens you're playing first them. round. Yeah, sorry. I I don't think I don't Atlanta fans listen. I know you're out there. I know you're 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 boiling. You're boiling mad. I don't think they're going out in the losers bracket too early. I think you're gonna get a little a few more matches out of them before before they depart. I think they'll do okay for themselves. All right, one last thing, and then we got to get out of here. We're already going a little long. One more. Um, what are we? The uh, unnecessary hypotheticals. This one we posed during before the show, and it is hypothetically down the road if the Seoul Dynasty win Overwatch League season two is. Excuse me, sorry. Is Ryu Jehong the greatest Overwatch player of all time? And Yiska, you're the one who posed this question. So I'm going to give no, you the opportunity. It was Joe. No, it was me. It was Joe. It Never was mind. Lord. Sorry. Uh, Joe, since you posed the question, qualify it a little bit and then give me your answer. With, with how much he impacted the game, how, how good he was at Ana, how, how I'd say dominant. Lunatic High was for a specific time. Coming into this upsetting Titan, right? Let's let's hypothetically, right? They upset the Titans and they go to the grand finals, winner's bracket side. Like, I feel like he's at least on the ballot or re-entered on the ballot for GOAT. 
His, he's he's played. He's been at the top level for so long. Done very well for himself. Yes, I agree. Season one, even even season two, hasn't been fantastic. Just as a team, but his performance has gotten better in season two. Season one, yeah, it was it was pretty poop. So what, chat, what, what, all right, Twitch chat, you. if you're going to answer no, you have to respond to who 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 is higher than Jehong on his Let's um, go my disciples. There's an impact. So we, we did get one profit already. I agree. Profit is the best Overwatch League player. Best Overwatch player, but is he the greatest yet? I don't know. I don't know that we, I don't know that it's decided yet. Either way. And that's why I had to qualify it with, okay, Seoul wins. If London wins, I, it's Profit's hands down. But if London yeah, doesn't even I mean, make it to the grand finals, if, then if what? Lon- if London wins and Profit has another of those carry performances, bro, you need two more you, Overwatch how, leaks to yeah. get him off that throne, my dude. <laughs> how <laughs> could you even argue that? If London wins another Overwatch League title, he's the GOAT, 100%, and the best. I think there's a pretty clear distinction, no? And keep in mind, I, I see Jonak brought up. Come on, guys. We are existing in a universe where it didn't... The Big Bang wasn't a, with the start of the Overwatch League, my guys. Yes, this isn't Overwatch League. This is like Apex Season 1 on, at least. Yeah. Right? So we're yeah. talking over the course of competitive Overwatch as we know it. Yes. So... Uh, Jonak is, is not, yeah, no, that's if, NY, an if NYXL win and Jonak finds a way to turn off, does, uh, does he, uh, does he get a consideration? Say that again. If Jonak goes off and NYXL ends up winning the entirety of season two. I don't know that I'd. I think you could probably try to argue it. I wouldn't agree, though. I, I, you know, I don't remember. Like, coat. he was never. I don't want to say he was ever bad, but. He just didn't pre, play. Pre Overwatch League, it. He's only played in the Overwatch League. If And if he did, it was like in some back alley Korean tournament on, like. I got a double check now. Maybe I'm misremembering here. <laughs> they bailed out of Apex Season 4 because LW Blue was going yeah, right. to the state. You're right. Yeah, I was just like, oh, LW Blue, of course. Yeah, but yeah, you're totally no, I, right. They, he didn't actually play. No, that was that was going to be his rookie showing was so in Apex Season 4. You can't they didn't really play. say Jonak yet. Not yet. It's not like yet, saying, at least. It's like saying LeBron five years ago. Like... Sorry, dude. MJ played a little longer. Uh, now, though, who knows? If London yeah. even... Yeah, I would agree. If London makes the grand finals, Profit's the GOAT. And and I saw somebody argue that, like, oh, well, you know, Profit didn't exist till Apex Season 4. I agree. True. But the level of dominance that he's shown. Apex Season 4, APAC, Stage 1, Season 1, Stage... Or Season 1 Championship... This season, just being a very good player, going to the grand finals again for another title shot, even just getting there, I think is good. I think that that's signed, sealed, delivered. Profit is the greatest of all time right now. I will say that it is impressive that Jae Hong has been yeah. around for as long as he has. 
since Stay season who? since APAC 2016. Yep. He was fantastic. APAC 2016. Um, that's a long time, guys. That's that's why I need to like in order to answer the question, I need to qualify if Jayon actually goes to the level that we are used to from Jayon in sure. season two, uh, Apex season two and Apex season three. I'm willing to entertain that he has a stronger claim. Now, okay, for me in my mind, goat is not there is one, definitely. My in my mind, the goat title is you need to pass the th threshold of someone else. But you need to do it by a lot. Sure, sure. And I agree that then if Jaehong actually pops off, and by the way, his Mora did look great, um, as Dream pointed out in his VOD review on, on Mora. But if um, he pops off, I personally weigh the Apex seasons all very highly. So I think his, his um, achievements would have to be weighted a little bit higher than Profits. But because people are too close, and I saw your eyes sparkle up when someone said Rascal in chat, yep. like, if, if, for instance, Rascal keeps popping off... Hmm? That's another but great contender that I need to think of. I think if these people pop off, then we can't name a GOAT at this point in time. The only 100%. way for me to say that we have a GOAT in Overwatch is if Prophet does what he did last year. Okay, so let, let's, let's just, you know, elephant in the room, are we going to crown a Pantheon? Do we have like some some you know five gods level of of melee yes, storylines? Yes, we do. Well, let's get to writing, boys. <laughs> let's get to writing. I'm looking. I'm going through the Apex season two. Some of the players in here right now. It's kind of insane. You had Mono, Afrika Freaks mm -hmm. Blue, Arhan on Afrika Freaks Blue. Good old Tyron coaching that team. <laughs> Alarm on BK Stars with Bunny and Carpe. As tank. Alarm playing tank. Yeah. Yep, as tank. You got Birdring, Panker yeah. together on Kung Duancia. Lunatic High, then of course you've got Miro, Toby, good old Zumba. Who are you? Eska. If Eska went to Overwatch League, would he be in that conversation? And he could be at least as relevant as uh, Jaehong, would he be in that consideration for the greatest of all time? Don't say it. No, I think he'd be okay. in consideration for one of maybe the like uh, a fantastic esports player, right? Sure, he has yeah, like a fair. fantastic track record outside of Overwatch, but I don't think you could say greatest of all time no i don't think he could i think i think he's like should get like some sort of accolade just for being around and just being able to find success wherever yeah. he goes but in yeah. overwatch i don't think i could give him that lw blue sabiobi flower mecco janice gambler agape and yeah. pavane both coaching that one yeah. fifth through eighth that time but that that's kind of impressive on its own <laughs> isn't it like that's pretty insane. Kongbox Spirit, Gamsu. Yeah. I, for, I forgot about Gamsu and Kongbox. Here, here's another little fun Twilight fact. Twilight as well. Zumba used to play on Kongbox. He got drafted after Apex Season 1. Mm -hmm. Was such a standout that Lunatic High, well, the, the rumor has it that they played at uh, World Cup and they were like, hey, we like this guy and then brought him over. 
fun fun little stuff and yes uh for the person i don't remember who who uh who asked the question but yes apex season four is fantastic because you get to see gc busan level up in the playoffs and look like a completely different team thus you know doubling down on the doubling down on the playoff rise to the occasion like this is a team that came in to apex season four like okay cool they're a rookie team they don't look half bad don't expect much from them become world beaters overnight in playoffs like i don't know what clicked no idea i don't know who said what to them they they woke up on the right side of the bed that day i don't know that's a brand new team you could i i don't know where that came from i just determined right now if i had two million dollars to spend in prize pool i would spend two million dollars to recreate apex season two (laughs) yeah like look at this. Like these teams are actually kind of insane. Even like Flash Lux. <laughs> like you've got Weirdly Meta, enough, yeah. Meta Athena had Saya player, Libero, Hoon, Chris, and Nuss all on the same team. Yeah. Like not, not an awful team. Not an awful team. Not the best team, but not terrible. I would love to see him now. Yeah. Here's here's the Cloud Nine roster. <laughs> Yeah, Mendo, Surefor, Gods, Rib, Adam, and Rolf. Uh, oh man, Fnatic, Buds, Half a Cool, Cool Matt, Stoop, Vonathil, Custa. Forgot Custa yeah. was on Fnatic. Mm-hmm. Misfits, Manitin, Tavik, Zebesai, Reinforce, Nevix. Man, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. All right, yeah. that was a nice trip down memory lane. Yes, Envious was there. Taimu, Harry Hook, Mickey, Coco, Internet Hulk, Chips, and Kai Kai. So, uh, just uh, really interesting rosters, man. I miss I miss tournaments a little bit. Yeah, I think I miss. I, I agree. So wow. All right, I think it's I think it's probably uh, time to get out of here. Yeah. It's about that time, kids. We, we went a little long. <laughs> Thanks for joining us down that trip of memory lane. We're talking about some Apex Season 2. As I just list off players on squads, it's like, oh, wow. I, wa- I want to see that. 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 Uh, yeah. Really good time. Lots of great fun. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out today, by the way. Hope you had fun. Hope you enjoyed the show. You know, sometimes we go a little long, give you a little extra. So we're going to do that. Before we do get out of here, though, uh, Joe, we've got a new patron this week. We do. We do. Chris F. Coming in hot with a Patreon subscription. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, It's very appreciated. We wouldn't be able to get to 50 episodes without you guys. So thank you so much for coming in and giving us your ears for a little bit each day. Yeah, really appreciate it. They actually, um, Chris reached out to us on Twitter. Like, congratulations. Thanks for making my community yeah, so much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Been a listener since the beginning, and they signed up for the Patreon today. You should do so, too. Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. You got some cool perks there. The Croucher's chat in uh, Yiscord is it's a good one. Got some great peeps in there. So make sure to come check that out. Uh, five-star iTunes reviews, no new ones, but if you're like, uh, f- you, I'm not giving you any money, uh, go ahead and leave a five-star iTunes review. It's a great way to support, and uh, we really do appreciate 
the five-star iTunes reviews helps us show up higher in the algorithm, let more people know that we're talking about competitive Overwatch and we're not awful. So, um, yeah, individual shout-outs for the week and where people can find you. Yiska, you're up. Um, well, I guess I don't really have a platform right now. I'm going to uh, produce probably some video content. I'm not sure if it's going to be a thinking it over or if it's going to be something else. Maybe I get the video editing software out there. Uh, you can follow with that, all of that, either in Discord or in, on my Twitter at Yiscout. Great. Uh, Joe, what about you, man? What do you got coming up? Where can people find you? Um, just kind of hanging out, playing a little bit of classic WoW. Uh, you can follow me and all of my shower thoughts at uh, the, the old Twitter and occasionally the YouTube. Uh, that's all going to be at uh, Volamel, B-O-L-A-M-E-L. Um, got a piece coming down the pipeline on the Overwatch League MVP voting and my thought process on that. So that should be out soon. Uh, my playoff preview should be hopefully coming out before the games. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see. Still working on a big project. It's getting we're working on it, but, you know, it's it's all in production. So stay tuned. Cool. As for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod, um, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, everything else. I haven't been streaming a whole lot lately. We just uh, announced a new product at my job and that's been super busy. Uh, super busy. But I'm kind of back into it. I've kind of got a little bit extra time now again, which is great. So hopefully be streaming a little bit more there, getting more back onto the uh, the TFT content. So, um, you know, just good fun stuff overall. Um, yeah. Other than that, make sure to follow us at tactical underscore crouch on Twitter. We already talked about all the Patreon stuff. We're on YouTube at twi- uh, youtube.com slash kick tripod. And yeah. Um, questions, comments about the show, tweet us at tactical underscore crouch. We do appreciate it. Please, please. Uh, we do take those questions. Uh, hope you had fun this episode. We'll be with you next time, next week for episode 51. See you all next time. Next time.